Welcome back, one and all, to VG Emporium. Today we're going to be revisiting the Famicom, or more uh, specifically the version of it that was released in the West, the NES. And we're going to be taking a closer look at music composed by uh, some Western folks, largely European. And this is due to a suggestion from Bedroth of VGM Very Good Music Podcast, in response to uh, episode 15, the Famicom Expansion Ship Extravaganza where I focused in on and kind of broke down some of the expansion audio that only the Famicom had available to it, because they just did not see fit to give it to us in the NES. But that's no issue for these Western composers, because prior to having access to the NES, they were making music for microcomputers micro and other consoles that had much more limited sound hardware, so when they finally started making music for the NES, they, you know, they just had like a couple extra channels to work with, and they just went, went crazy. So now this music that we came in on is Dave's theme from Maniac Mansion, the NES version, composed by George Sanger, who is quite the veteran of VGM. So we're going to be jumping along down this list of games he's done. So he got to start doing Capture the Flag, followed immediately by Maniac Mansion, uh, going all the way to uh, The Seventh Guest at 93, along with Zombies Ate My Neighbors, did SimCity 2000, uh, Master of Magic, The Eleventh Hour, um, Seen It, SpongeBob SquarePants, Revenge of the Flying Dutchman, uh, various other scenic games, The Incredible Hulk, most likely is based off the Ang Lee disaster. Um, we got Mortimer Beckett and the Book of Gold, Doctor Cares, Family Practice, and his last credit is The Thirteenth Doll, a fan game of the Seventh Guest in 2019. So now this track that we came in on, uh, part of the reason why I'm playing it is um, due to that Bedroth had you know specifically uh, noted this. The music from this game, wanting to, you know, me to kind of talk about it, and then some of the other choices, like you know, he just said to kind of go for it. But um, yeah, in a way, this could be uh, my first uh, song request. Want to look at it that way, and um, want to unofficially announce that I am going to start taking song requests soon under the name of Special Orders. So like how you would go to a store and they don't have an item you're looking for, but they can get it from their distributor. You put in a special order, an SPO, and then in about a few days to a week, they get it in, you come in, you pick it up, possibly at a discounted price. Gonna work out some kinks in the system, but soon I'll be officially announcing it, so start jangling your noggins. So now talking about the music, you know, this may not sound as uh, as bombastic or advanced as some of the, you know, his, his uh, European counterparts, but for an American composer in 1990, this is some pretty good NES music. You know, if you grew up in that time, you know, there were some games that, you know, that were just made by purely American companies, and it was not great. They were still had some of that mentality left over from the Atari days. Just kind of making something, grabbing a property, making it, pumping it out, or just making something, whatever, and just putting it out there. And a lot of times the composers didn't know how to work with the with the chip or the, you know, the 2A03 or how to program the music because, you know, they might have been able to know how to write music. They just wouldn't be able to know how to translate it to the chip. Or if, like, you know, sometimes a programmer would take it and just put it in there, but they didn't know how to, like, you know, work with it because it was such a new thing to them. But there are those few that knew how, knew what they were doing, knew how to actually compose music and program it. So, and George Sanger is one of them. So now you hear this music, and it's actually pretty competent. Really good, actually. Though I will note the uh, noise percussion, you know, could have been maybe a little less muddy, but, you know, hey, you do what you can. But as far as like you know the actual melodies and everything, it's really good. He's using like volume slides, using the uh, triangle channel for kind of like that little backing like arpeggiating melody kind of, and then using the other square channel for like bass, like a really nice kind of like heavy bass sound. So 
know, he knew definitely knew what he was doing. And it's always kind of fun when uh, composers do use the triangle channel for melodies and not just bass, because um, you know, usually that's the setup. You know, the two square channels for melodies, and then the triangle channel for bass, noise channel for percussions. Possibly using the sample channel for more like you know beefier percussion, but you know in this case he's using the triangle for like the nice little backing melodies in the back, that little and then the you know using the square channel for the bass kind of get like a lot more um kind of much more like a grittier lower tone, which is kind of a cool little thing. That main lead, you know, he's just going for that full on like guitar solo. I mean, take a listen to that. Crazy square leads, and that was just the one channel too. You know, just making it sound like a, you know, it's getting like the little slides in there, a lot of like choppiness going on. You know, there's some like kind of gritty little bits in there that kind of stayed in there. You know, the roughness of trying to figure out how to program this music, but hey, still really good. And hey, speaking of getting uh, a lot on just one channel, the next track we're gonna play for you is track five from Robocop Three, composed by uh, Your Own Tell. Track 5 from Robocop 3, composed by Yoron Tell. And this game was made by Ocean, which we just jumped over to get over to the Netherlands to hang out with Yoron Tell, aka Wave. And yes, even though this tune is trying to deceive your ears, there is only one channel actually playing right now, one of the square channels. And so what's going on here is that he's like, you know, playing a few little bass notes and then doing the arping, kind of giving like this weird kind of like illusion of some kind of polyphony going on. And most likely it's the reason why he did this is because uh, this is one of the in-game in-game tunes. Whereas like the other tunes, like the title theme, the menus, and all that stuff have like you know uses all the channels going on, doing those crazy tricks those uh, those wacky Europeans use. Um, the in-game ones he only used the one channel because uh, you know this is his first NES soundtrack, and he was coming first from like doing Commodore 64, Amiga, ZX Spectrum, all that, all those like microcomputers and whatnot over there. And a lot of times how those games worked was like, you know, you'd only either have the music or the sound effects going because you could only have so much going on. But I guess he figured that, you know, having only the one channel, all the other channels would be able to use for sound, like, you know, for the uh, sound effects so you wouldn't lose any musical bits. But he, what he does with just that one channel is still pretty damn cool. 
still, it's really cool to just, like, what you can do with just one sound source, like, you know, be it, like, one-bit music or this, or, you know, your mouth, like, for example. Actually, let's stop this track and add a little something to it. All right, let's bring it back. Couldn't help myself. Don't get to beatbox nearly as much as I used to when I was host hosting an open mic. Speaking of which, here's another special offer! If uh, you just shoot a request over to me for like a VGM beatbox cover, um, either at, like, you know, the VGMporium at gmail.com or on all the social medias at RaidCage or VGMporium, you know, I'll do it for you. And then just let me know whichever social media you're on and the tag you use, and then I'll just uh, share it there of the video and tag you in it and say, there you go! As requested, beatbox for you. Just to give you an idea of my range, somebody requested of me to do Ing and Rosin from Streets of Rage 3 once. But enough shilling of myself. Time to tell you a bit about our boy, uh, Yoron Tell here. Gotta start composing for the Commodore 64 back in 1988 for the game Alloy Run. And did various other 6064, C64 games up until Savage, where he uh, started implementing this weird glitch, which, uh, you know, you, uh, I guess, you just change the rate of the volume, like, the volume very fast, and you can create samples. Thus, the, how he got that savage sample in there. A favorite of the boys of XVGM Radio. Let's see, did the European uh, Sega Master System a range of Golden Axe, and then going up the list, um, we got, oh man, so many things, but let's see, got Unreal on Amiga, and then Outrun Europa on the Commodore 64 as well, then Lemmings, Robocop 3 this game, Brand Stoker's Dracula, Alien 3 on the NES, Beauty and the Beast on NES, and then moving up to the SNES, we got SNES, Winter Gold FX, and NBA Hang Time. And then last ones I could find are Gyrus uh, on Xbox Live, and Russian Attack on Xbox Live Arcade as well. And then he has a pretty extensive history in the demo scene uh, under the name Wave, but that'll be for another time. We're now going to move on to our next track, and this is going to be, you know, of course, one of the most obvious ones that's got to be on something about the uh, Western NES music. I got you BGM2 from Silver Surfer by Tim and Geoff Follen.
That was BGM2 from Silver Surfer, composed by Tim and Jeff Fallen. And good golly, that sure were a humdinger. Though I personally never actually got to experience the sheer and utter delight that this game is. Wink. I have definitely gotten to experience the sheer and utter awesomeness that this music is. You know, imagine this scenario. It's 2005, high school. Um, I just discovered a this really awesome remix, an OC remix, of uh, the Solstice theme. And I see that it's originally composed by this guy, Tim Follin. Don't know who this is, so I go searching. And I find his actual website where he hosts some, like, you know, MP3s of the video game music he's made. And you, you find Silver Surfers, Surfer, Solstice, uh, like Ghost and Goblins, or Ghost and Ghouls, whatever it is, like the, you know, his C64 stuff, and, you know, sheer and utter mind-blowing stuff, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I have fond memories of the NES at the time, but, like, I didn't know that music could sound like that on the NES. So, yes. That was my introduction to Tim Fallen. And for the next few years, I tried to go through as much, like, many sites as I could, trying to find all his old chiptune music from, like, those old microcomputers all the way up to, like, you know, the SNES, and even finding the Time Tracks music from the Sega Genesis. But I'm not here to gab your ear off about my experiences finding his music, I'm here to gab your ear off about how he's making this music! So now, let's get into this. As you can hear, you know, you got all this stuff going on, you got, like, the arpeggiation going on one channel, uh, you've got the main lead kind of just going all over the place, and then you've got the, you know, the bass and then these really just punchy percussion going on. So now, what I'm going to do is focus in on that percussion. So what's going on here? It's just the triangle and the noise channel. Nope, no samples going on here. Not No DPCM channel. Like, uh, Tim Fallen, as far as I can tell, has never actually used the sample channel on the NES. All the percussion he does is purely through the noise and the triangle channel. So how he do it? Well, let's just make this the triangle channel. Listen! Isn't that a silly thing? What he's done is created a patch that begins with a rapid uh, downward pitch slide and then immediately ends with the pitch going back to a zero value, thus creating the, the note that is the bass tone. A very common trick heard on the Commodore 64. So let's bring everything back. Now we got a really cool sound coming up here. It's just the square channels put up to their highest pitch to kind of give almost this kind of tambourine-ish sound. Now here he is, just trying to get that sound of like a chuggy guitar going on with those square channels. You know, that boy loveth prog rock and he wanted to always try to make it sound like, you know, as close to real instruments as he could. There he is with his arpeggios again. Those boys love those arpeggios. And now with this main lead right here, listen to this. That little echo trick is uh, achieved by um, having the main note and then the note immediately followed um, having just a lower volume and then going on and on so it kind of gives like, like this light echo delayed effect. Very helpful when the other channel is just busy with all those arpeggiations. Those wacky wacky arpeggiations. Speaking of arpeggiations, there's going to be, if it's not already out, an episode of Rhythm and Pixels featuring uh, Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy where they're talking about arpeggios and all these old games and stuff. Um, I've heard jokingly that it might be called Oops All Arpeggios, and he'll probably do a lot better job of explaining all the, you know, arpeggiation stuff than I am doing right now, but I'm uh, doing my best. So now before we move on, let me uh, tell you a bit about the uh, Brothers Fallen here, where Tim is mostly composing the music, his brother Jeff is uh, programming the music. So when you see both their names on the credit, that's part of the reason why, is because, yeah, Tim's composing, and then Jeff's just, like, programming it into the game for him. 
So now, do I really need to go down a list of all the games that these guys have done together? Uh, well, let's do it anyway. I know, um, you know, Tim Fallen got started doing uh, Chronos for ZX Spectrum, and then would we go on to the Commodore 64 doing um, arrangement conversions of uh, Capcom games like uh, Ghosts and Ghouls and Bionic Commando, as well as uh, doing ports of some games he worked on the ZX Spectrum like Sly Spy and LED Storm. Name a couple games on the Amiga like Gauntlet 3 and Puznik. Would go on to then do music for the NES like you know Silver Surfer, Solstice. Pictionary, Magic Johnson's Fast Break, jumping over to the SNES with Equinox, Spider-Man and the X-Men in Arcade's Revenge, Plock. He did fantastic work for the unreleased game Time Tracks for the Sega Genesis, the only time he ever composed for the Sega Genesis. Definitely gave Matt Furness a rent for his money. And to end off this list, he did Echo, Defender of the Future on the Dreamcast, and Starsky and Hush on the PS2. So now the next track we're going to move on to is from a man who's more at home on the Game Boy, but uh, did a couple games on the NES have Act 6, The Mountains, from the Smurfs, composed by Alberto Jose Gonzalez.
Uh-oh, arpeggios! That was Act 6, The Mountains, from The Smurfs, by Alberto Jose Gonzalez. And as I said before the track, um, he's more at home on the Game Boy. He's only done a couple games on the NES. This one, and Asterix. But that doesn't stop him from just infusing this with his bouncy goodness. And just a note, I do realize that this should be playing slower because this was a PAL region game, so it should be at 50 hertz, but I decided to export the wave at 60 hertz because I just thought it sounded neat. So now as you can hear, he's using a lot of the same tricks that Tim Fallen used. You know, it just doesn't matter where you are, you know, be it the UK, Spain, the Netherlands, just those U European composer guys, they all just universally just use these tricks because, you know, like I said, they were used to working on those computer systems that had a little bit more limited sound hardware. You know, with some small differences, you know, stylistically. In this instance, uh, his arpeggios being a little bit more bubbly compared to Tim's or uh, Joran's. And then for the lead, you know, he's doing a lot of like the pulse modulation to get a little bit more of a dynamic sound out of just that one channel. And one little thing you may have noticed is this kind of like little high-pitched kind of percussive sound, almost like a wood block. And that is just, um, you know, higher notes on the triangle channel after the bass tone. You know, just again, just trying to fit as much as he could in just those four channels. So now let me tell you what Mr. McAlby has done. He yeah, got to start um, porting Altered Beast to the MSX as well as the music for Power Drift and Ghostbusters on the same system, and then moved on to the uh, ZX Spectrum, and then did a few games on there like Magic Johnson's Basketball and The Light Corridor. And then he would finally land on his true home, the Game Boy, bringing with him all his crazy arping skills that he learned on the MSX and the ZX Spectrum, and did games like Bomb Jack, Cool Ball, Asterix, The Smurfs, Metal Masters, a few Tin Tin and Asterix games, just way too many ding dang Game Boy games, but um, let's jump into the Game Boy Color here. We got uh, the Smurfs Nightmare, Turok the Rage Wars, Turok Shadow of Oblivion, Baby Felix Halloween, and then he's done a few uh, Game Boy Advance games such as uh, Revenge of the Smurfs, The Morning Adventure, and Inspector Gadget. And he's also done a, a bunch of mobile games, uh, DSiWare games, 3DS, Wii, just so much. And he's also pretty active on social medias, especially Twitter, and you know, you can shoot him a question, he'll kindly answer it, he'll, you know, he'll interact with you, he's a great guy, and you can see him actually having conversations with uh, Yuzo Koshiro at times, and a few other VGM composers. And there you have it, NES Music of the West. Though they didn't have access to the expansion chips that were exclusive to Japan, they made so much out of just what they had. Because before, all they had access to were systems that could you know, only do produce like one, like two to three channels of sound, and then you know they would have to choose between either making the music or sound effects. And yeah, so when they NES came along, they just had a field day, bring with them all the techniques they had learned um, to get the most out of that they could out of those limited but no less powerful sound chips. Though in the case of the uh, Commodore 64's uh, SID chip. That thing is mighty, mighty. Like, you know, it's basically a synthesizer. You could do whatever you want. You, and it, you know, it was only limited to those three channels, though through a special trick, you could uh, create samples with it. And then there's uh, later on the Amiga, there was a format called AHX, which is basically a four channel SID. And I might cover that in the future as well. Discovered that little bit through an album called AHX to Excess, presented by uh, Gear to Jelta. But that's for another time. Well, I hope you enjoyed this, everyone, especially you, Bedroth. I hope I done did satisfy your need to know a bit about more about these Western composers and how they did their tricks on the NES. Um, there's definitely way more people out there that probably could explain this far better than I could, but I had fun attempting it. 
And hey, if you all want to just hear me uh, keep attempting to talk about video game music, um, you know, give me a subscribe on all the you know Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. You can follow it at VG Emporium on Twitter, Instagram, um, and uh, Facebook under Rage Cage, as well as you can find Rage Cage at R A Y J K A Y J on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, as well as SoundCloud for some original chip tunes and covers, if you so desire. Now for uh, what the next episode will be, um, I have something a little fun planned for it, so I'm going to leave it at that. So yes, I'd like to thank you again for coming into VG Emporium, and I'm glad to see you going home happy with some bubbly arpeggios and punchy percussion, along with some, it looks like some, ooh, obscure VGM sundries in your bag. So if, remember, if you ever need more, come on back to VG Emporium. We'll always have these kinds of goodies and more in stock.